The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Uh, good morning and welcome, ladies and gents, to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you spending a little time with us, and we hope you tell your friends and family about our show. As you know, our program covers a lot of ground in any given month or year as we try to get to the heart of the topics you care about most. These may include discussions about life transitions. That's kind of the how we change part of our tagline about how we plan and uh, plan for and live through each season of our lives. That's the how we age part. And of course, many shows uh, that we do here are about the way we care for our loved ones, young and old. Often that care is right in front of us in the opportunities to serve the people we see every day, our parents or our children, our extended families and friends, our coworkers and neighbors. And if you listen to this program with any regularity, then it's likely you also care about our community, about what's happening to our society, good and bad, and you long for a life of purpose and meaning, and one that values those things that are truly essential in our experience as human beings. And with that in mind, we've delved into some of the more difficult societal issues that you see in the news, uh, <coughs> typically, uh, fairly recurringly, and some we've introduced to you here, some topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, including violence, particularly among young men, uh, the opiate crisis, of course, addictions of other kinds, chronic loneliness, depression and anxiety. Uh, we've talked about suicide. We've talked about the role of the state in determining who lives and who dies and a host of other issues that cause deep concern for many of us. And today there is one more. And this is usually where we, the part of the show where we offer a parental discretion advisory, particularly if you've got younger kids, that we might encourage teens for the time being to continue to listen this topic rears its ugly head more and more in the news but then seems to recede into the shadows amidst a hundred other headlines in any given week most of them about what's going on in washington and the president and all of that kind of stuff and yet this topic is not just a, a, a scourge just <clears throat> not not on our society alone but societies all over the world and perhaps you saw or heard this headline even recently in early June, the FBI and Georgia law enforcement officials saved Atlanta 160 children and made dozens of arrests in a sexting that stunned the city. Named Operation Safe Summer, <clears throat> the FBI's Atlanta field office and 38 law enforcement agencies teamed up to take down human traffickers in six metro counties, Assistant Special Agent in Charge Matt Alcock said. They are crimes of special concern to the FBI and to law enforcement generally, he said, because the victims are so vulnerable as children and because the offenders could be from just about any walk of life, from a gang member all the way up to someone who is highly successful and wealthy. Of the 160 children who were freed, some were as young as three years old. There were nearly 150 arrests, convictions, or sentences, officials said. Alcoke... Al Koch said agents focused on initiating this operation in the summer months, which is high time for human trafficking since children are out and about playing and kidnappers are praying. Which makes the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the timing of this program uh, all the more important here. Right. Uh, of course, trafficking can, can occur at any time uh, of the year. But I, I think I speak for a lot of people in saying that you can certainly you know, be shocked and disgusted um, by a story like this. But it's uh, the thing that also pains me is knowing that it is likely still a small portion of what's really going on in this country and around the world. It makes headlines just like a large drug bust makes headlines when they stop somebody out on the interstate and they get X million dollars of stuff off the street. But it's just a, the tip of the iceberg. And then, of course, comes the natural question. What about here in our community? That was a big city thing, a big national story. What's going on here? 
Yep. So uh, very recently, Bob, a Dayton man was found guilty in teen human trafficking. The 32-year-old Dayton man will be sentenced in October to counts of trafficking in persons, compelling prostitution, pandering obscenity involving a minor, and unlawful sexual conduct with a minor. The offenses in this case involve two juvenile females that the so-called <clears throat> guilty Dayton man compe- was they were compelled to perform oral sex on him and pose for sexually explicit photos. A now 16-year-old girl testified Tuesday about how a friend of a friend's boyfriend told her about getting paid money for sex, how she needed to practice on him, and he told her to undress and take photos for an advertisement. So listen up, folks. Today we're going to tell you about how you can uh, be on the lookout for this. Yeah, and it, it, makes you, it makes you wonder. you got a national story there. We've got a local story. But what is the real story? What is the, the, the big full story about something called human trafficking? So mm-hmm. joining us today to discuss this in depth is Tanya Folks. She is the human trafficking liaison for the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office and the author-creator of The Corey Project, which we'll speak about a little bit later on in the program. Welcome to There is a Season, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Yes, welcome. So, Tanya, we're throwing around this term human trafficking. And, you know, I think it can be a confusing thing to sure, tr- and sure. people might not understand what it is. So why don't you give us the definition? All right, I'm going to give you the nutshell. We have federal statute and then we have the Ohio Revised Code. This is just the layman's term for your listeners so that, that, that they understand kind of what it is. Human trafficking, um, there's primarily two types in the United States. There's labor and sex. Today we're talking about sex trafficking, so I will define that. It is a commercial sex act that is induced by force, by fraud, or by coercion, or anyone under 18 in the commercial sex industry. Um, If they're under 18 in Ohio, we typically do not have to prove force, fraud, or coercion. Um, You can read the code your listeners can go and read the code. I don't want to get bogged down in the in the legalese. Um, but force is defined as exactly what it is, right? Do this or else. Fraud is being scammed. And uh, coercion is the threat of force, but it's also psychological and emotional manipulation. What most people believe happens is exactly kind of what you alluded to in your story, that kids are snatched up and sold into the sex industry. That is simply not accurate. That is actually very rare that they're just taken and yes. sold taken and sold like the movie taken with liam neeson they grab them and take them right. off to thailand overseas or somewhere. that's that might be more of a thing okay here what we see is especially the younger kids they're typically sold for sex by someone they know they love they trust and if you think about it who what adults are in their lives it's usually a family member or wow. someone very close to the family so we're, and we're going to get into the specific aspects here of force and, and fraud and coercion and, and more of the familiar ang- angles and so forth. But let's try to give this some scale or some scope. Um, the story uh, Gloria read here from locally was from last uh, September uh, 2017. We heard the national story here, which is, I believe, in June of 2018. Oh. So when we're talking about this being an issue in our area... How big a deal is it? How often does it go on? Are there times of the year where it's more prevalent than others? Uh, I've heard something tied into a lot of times sporting events, mm-hmm. you know, Super mm-hmm. Bowls and things like that. Um, what's what's the scope of it here in our in our area? Well, because it's an illegal activity, it's very difficult to really know. For instance, how many drugs were sold last night in Ohio? How many kids were molested? We don't know. What we can measure though are victims, tips. Um, you know, we can measure arrests, we can measure things like that. It is an issue in Ohio. The governor, Governor Kasich, in 2010 paid for a state research project um, through the University of Toledo to really kind of put a toe in the water to see is this, is, is this an issue. And five metropolitan areas were picked in Ohio, and guess what we found out? It absolutely is an issue in Ohio. What are the what are the main um, what are the main factors that create the opportunity? Is it uh, is it you know runaways? Is it uh, you know a lot of big events with people coming into the area that drive some of the statistics up or create more of the victims? What what do you see as the driver for a lot of this? Well, sex trafficking is a business. It is worth more than Nike, Apple, and Google combined. Wow. An average trafficker with a young non drug-addicted female can make up to $33,000 a week tax-free. Oh, my 
Um, the biggest driver is, is it's a couple things, right? All human trafficking boils down to two things, vulnerability and control. So anyone who has a vulnerability that can be exploited, they can be controlled through it, usually. And then the, there's the demand side. Demand before large events. Um, we do see nationally ads. Most, most trafficking and prostitution is online now. Um, so we can actually look at, at a website and say, wow, they had, you know, 55 ads a day and now they have 155 and it's the first four or it's the Detroit Auto Show. We do see that going up. But I will tell you, there's some pushback on that. Um, go ahead. Well, these ads. So what are what are these ads? Are I mean, and are they legal? You can. Yes. OK, um, because it's a business, they operate on a business model. It's uh, unlike drug traffickers, sex traffickers are very socially linked. They have business conferences to learn how to be better traffickers, better pimps, if you will. Um, and they have created about 15 years ago, there was a shift in technology and the bulk of prostitution in our country and sex trafficking went online. So people were saying, wow, it's gone. It's not on Main Street as much as it used to be. Well, it's still on Main Street. But the bulk of it is online. There are websites devoted to selling people. Um, we know men, typically men, who buy sex, on, buy sex from women, uh, who buy online. They have disposable time and disposable income. And they're paying a higher fee for something called the GFE, the girlfriend experience. They don't want to go to the inner city and, and risk being seen and getting, you know, having bed bug sex at some dive motel be on the john's list of the uh, right the right they want to go to a nice house apartment a, a, a very nice hotel and have a whole experience um and that that drives the industry as well wow we're just taking the lid off on this uh on this topic today uh but we've got a lot more ahead here are there ways that trafficking can be stopped before it starts what are some signs of someone that someone you suspect might be in a human trafficking situation and what do you do if you see that situation and what are the effects long-term on a trafficking survivor? We've got all of that and much more, plus your questions for our guest, Tanya Folks, at 937-457-1290. That's 457-1290. When we continue with this special edition of There is a Season. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi folks, it's me again and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now and with proper watering still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials and annuals because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, flats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of Rose of Sharon, Boxwoods, Hydrangeas, and Barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike and remember we're open seven days. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Veterans have done amazing things. They've flown jets, sailed ships around the world, and stood in harm's way to defend our country. But trying to collect the benefits they've earned can be a tough battle. That's why James Free Jewelers is helping the United Way of the Greater Dayton area to bring VetsLink 211 to the Miami Valley. When a vet dials 211, VetsLink helps them navigate the vast network of government agencies. But we need your help to have it ready by this fall. So stop by James Free Jewelers on Far Hills Avenue any time in the month of July. Donate $50 and you'll receive 10% off your purchase. Donate $200 and you'll receive 15% off your purchase. That's right. Make a donation and you could receive up to 15% off your purchase at James Free Jewelers. Now that's in-store only. Some exclusions do apply. Cannot be used with discounts. See store for details. So help the United Way bring VetsLink 211 to Dayton. Visit James Free Jewelers, 3100 Far Hills Avenue. Once you shop at James Free... You'll never shop anywhere else. At Miami Valley Gaming, a Buckeye in your pocket is lucky. And with over 1,800 gaming machines... Hey, Lucy. Oh, wow. 
It's Bucky, the Buckeye farmer. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the people. So there's tiny people inside the microphones? Awesome. Aw, oh, Bucky. Visit Miami Valley Gaming just off I-75 at exit 29. Get ready to get lucky. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Is your company a member of Dayton Defense? If not, learn how you can benefit from becoming a member. O'Neill's integrated approach to product support puts the right information in the right hands at the right time with operating and repair manuals, parts manuals, and e-commerce interactive manuals, website advanced diagnostics and troubleshooting training, and e-learning. They create high-quality product support information and apply technology solutions to connect it to you. Users. See them online at O'Neill.com. Dayton Defense, the voice of the defense community. Check DaytonDefense.org. Did you know AT&T's internet offer maxes out at 50 megabits per second and could go as low as 768 kilobits per second depending on where you live? What kind of internet is that? Spectrum Internet starts at 100 megabits per second. We give you the fastest starting speed for the price and include free access to a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get better internet at Spectrum.com. Service is not available in all areas. Pricing and actual speeds may vary. Restrictions apply. See Spectrum.com for details. For today, comfortable conditions at the surface remaining low with the humidity. A few clouds in the sky, but overall looking at a good amount of sunshine. 78 degrees for the high. Overnight tonight, we're dipping down to about 60 degrees for the low. Partly cloudy and cool. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds and a slight chance for a shower storm popping up later in the day. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria. 457-1290 is our number today as we discuss the problem of human trafficking in our community with Tanya Folks, Human Trafficking Liaison for the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Tanya, when we were going to the break, we had just gotten into uh, the, the two main, um, uh, I don't want to say drivers, but the two main ingredients that lead to a, a trafficking situation. You talked about the element of control and the element of vulnerability. Uh, before we go to the news here in just a little while, let's talk about the vulnerability segment. Who are the victims? Why are they vulnerable what are the conditions that that create that vulnerability okay for sex trafficking with children we have data from the child advocacy centers in ohio and i can just give you some general vulnerabilities though please don't think these are the only kids who are vulnerable um, sex abuse the cdc says one in four girls one in six boys will be raped or molested by another child or an adult before the age of 18 in our country that is 25 percent of the female population um, so are all these kids victims of just bad families absolutely not sex abuse happens um, across all socioeconomic and ethnicities right there's physical abuse if if a child is neglected if they see a lot of domestic violence if they have a parent who's addicted they are extremely vulnerable i'll tell you how enlightening that is i talked to a man um, who told me that he was basically a pedophile he preferred to have sex with children and that his easiest targets were the kids of addicts because he could for five dollars buy a cap of heroin show up at mom's house Get, give it to her, and then he gets to, and I'm doing quotes here, babysit mm -hmm. while she's high. Um, I go into a lot of drug treatment facilities. I talk to the ladies there, and I tell them. And so many times they say, oh, my gosh, that happened. There's a guy that used to bring me drugs for free, and he always babysat my kids. So that that is a bigger. And were they aware this was going on? No, 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 no. They're, no. they're devastated when they find out. And then a couple other things is having a parent in prison or having a close family member in the sex industry automatically increases the recruitment risk for a youth. For adults, research came out in 2015 that show women who enter prostitution or, and or sex trafficking for the first time over the age of 18, 86% are addicted. 14% do it to make ends meet. Another study the same year came out and showed that psychologically, emotionally, and physically, the tolls are identical for women who identify as voluntary prostitutes and women who are forced, frauded, and coerced. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So how much should the, um, 
you know, people hearing this program today are going to come from all different walks of life, different socioeconomic levels and so forth. Maybe they've just checked off a bunch of boxes and say, you know, I don't have to worry about any of that. But if if their kids are running with a certain crowd and that crowd is also, uh, say, doing some level of substance abuse and then that kind of moves into another group or, you know, there there is the possibility of people, you know, meeting friends and friends of friends and so forth. How likely is it for someone to find themselves adrift, particularly if they've got, say, a bad home situation, Mm -hmm. and falling into this through that? Well, if they have a bad home situation and they run away, we know uh, runaways are at higher risk for labor and sex trafficking, partly because they're kids. The reason kids are often recruited or youth teens are recruited isn't because there's necessarily a very high demand. It's because they're easily manipulated. Is there anybody over the age of 18 that can't manipulate a 14-year-old? It's cheap and it's easy. It's all about the the bottom line. Um, Excuse me. So they, very often, it it can be a runaway situation. However, I will tell you that in our community, the number one recruiter is the best friend, who's the same age as the victim. Mm -hmm. So what that might look like is your 14-year-old daughter's got a new best friend. And this new best friend gives her uh, a gift that you think is a little high dollar, maybe an iPhone or something, uh, starts to isolate her from her family, starts to isolate her from other friends, which is kind of normal. I was a teenage girl. I had my bestie. But, but so much so, what I tell parents when I train them is this. If your gut says it's not right, don't talk yourself out of that. I've never met a parent who's been wrong when their gut has said, something's not right with this. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. If, if they have two, the number one red flag for me when someone talks to me is if they say, I found a second cell phone. I pay for my daughter's cell phone, but she's got a brand new iPhone X I didn't buy and someone's paying for the data. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So we've got a lot more ahead with our special guest, uh, Tanya Folks, today as we talk about human trafficking around the world and at home. Why is it making an impact here and should you be concerned? Plus more about what law enforcement is doing in our area to combat this terrible problem. If you've got a question or comment, 457-1290. If you need to ask something anonymously, again, 457-1290, you can leave a message with our producer, Javon. You don't have to be on the air. Please stay with us. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this hour. A mom wants justice after her daughter's hit in the head with a bat, according to a video on Facebook. Find out more about the woman accused, plus a Signal 99 code last night in Cincinnati. We've got the latest on that coming up. We're staying dry and comfortable today, but I'm talking the next chance for rain in my exclusive forecast coming up. Well, in Dayton, a mom is determined to get justice after seeing a video on Facebook of her daughter getting hit with a baseball bat. Bonnie Knight says her 13-year-old daughter, Keila, got into a fight with another teen who says she had been picking on her when that girl's mother stepped in. This happened on Otterbein Avenue earlier this week. Police did take 33-year-old Latasha McCleskey into custody on suspicion of felony assault. She's now out of jail and not formally charged. I talked with her Friday evening on Otterbein Avenue, but she didn't want to comment. Keila's family, though, not giving up. That's WHIO's Sean Cudahy reporting. Well, while you were sleeping, three people detained in Butler Township in connection to a shots-fired investigation where a Signal 99 call was made. Four different departments are investigating. Deputies said somebody was firing shots. That's when the officer called for backup. Officers canceled it about 10 minutes later. That's News Center 7's James Brown reporting. Officers are saying that the people in the area of Benchwood that they saw took off when cops arrived. At this point, cops are still working to learn if they were being fired upon or if there were multiple people shooting at each other. More on this investigation as it develops. 
Well, a new drug is giving hope to those that suffer from Alzheimer's disease and their families as well. The latest reports say patients who were put on a trial for a new drug called BAN-2401 saw a drastic improvement after about 18 months. The Miami Valley chapters of the Alzheimer's Association says this has made the families of those with the disease hopeful that someday someone will be the first to overcome. As many as 30,000 people in the Miami Valley alone are diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Now, let's get a look at our exclusive weather forecast. Here's meteorologist Jesse Mag. For today, we're looking at plenty of sunshine out there, humidity remaining low. We do have a chance for a few clouds popping up a little bit later in the day. High temperature today, 78 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Live Doppler 7 radar looking all clear in the Miami Valley. A beautiful day out there from what we're seeing from our studio here on South Main Street. Looks like we did have some areas of patchy fog earlier, but right now those, they're a thing of the past. We're warming up at 63 degrees right now in Troy, 66 in Springfield, and 67 here in Dayton at 933. Still a little cooler than what we've seen so far this summer. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thanks for joining us today. 937-457-1290 is the number if you have something to share today. We're uh, talking about human trafficking, specifically uh, sexual-related uh, human trafficking. Our special guest today is Tanya Folks, who's the human trafficking liaison for the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Again, if you've got a question or a story you'd like to share with us, 457-1290, you needn't be on the air. If you'd like to just give some confidential information, we'll be happy to take that down and get back with you after the program. You had a question as we were going yes, to the break. Yes, so um, in our um, segment before this, we were talking about what makes people vulnerable to being you know, pulled into the human sex trafficking. So, you know, so say somebody's pulled in, why are these people not getting out? You know, why do these, especially, you know, maybe young girls not call 911? Why aren't they trying to escape? What keeps them in this, okay. this situation? I'm glad you ask. There is, this business model has a process called grooming, um, which is designed basically to engender a pseudo family structure. So oftentimes um, it will capitalize on any kind of pathological patterns of attachment that per that child may have or doesn't have. So if my dad's in prison mm -hmm. and I grow up without a dad, the trafficker is likely to be my daddy. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not it wants sex from me, maybe not ask me to do anything. They're not gonna come right up and say, hey, I'm gonna sell you for sex. They're gonna say, oh, tell me your problems. Let me take you out to eat. And they're gonna treat me well, right? It provides support and it provides culture. This industry is so big. It's created an entire subculture. It has its own language and it has its own rules. So during the grooming process, they have to learn the language, they have to learn the rules, and it also engenders faithfulness and loyalty. Victims do not identify as victims, which is why it is impossible on the face of it to tell prostitution from sex trafficking. We treat all prostitutes as potential sex trafficking victims because every trafficking victim we've worked with has said, in the beginning, nobody makes me do this, I choose it, yada, yada, yada. It takes a while for the story to come out. So what I ask your public to do is don't judge a prostitute and think she's choosing it. Look, she looks happy. Well, you know what? We don't know her story. And the research indicates they all have a backstory. They also don't think anyone's going to help them. Um, when I do presentations, I tell people, you can't walk up to any prostitute that I, and tell, call her a bunch of names. 
that she hasn't said that in a hundred times worse to herself. One of the biggest monkeys on their back is shame. Even if they're tricked into it, they still feel responsible. Um, even if they were molested from the age of five by an uncle and then, you know, began to see that as who they are, they own it. They feel shame. Um, and that is one of the the biggest stumbling blocks. When I go, you know, and I talk to talk to prostitutes, they say, honey, you can't help me. Do you know what I do for a living? When we're on a sting and I, I, I talk to them, they say, why are you trying to help me? Do you know who I am? So they're hopeless. They basically think there is no hope for them right. other than and, what and they've And a lot been. of them have post-traumatic stress disorder, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is why aftercare is so crucial. So, so um, and this is kind of a complex thing. People may be uh, vulnerable. There may be a, a number of... Uh, needs uh, that are then satisfied at least temporarily some holes are filled in here uh, in someone's life uh, by some figure who's aiming to eventually control this person and people become used to that comfort that mm-hmm. that pseudo familial kind of environment uh, but then at some point the aspect of sexual activity is introduced and even in the face of that then these these people who are victims or, or vulnerable sometimes view that all as part of the continuum that that's that that's okay at that point or is there is there a break point where people cross over a line and say okay i'm either afraid to leave this comfort zone or this safety net that i've now found or i'm afraid of this person they've changed on me you know what is the what is the pivot point which propels somebody into the next level of activity we see typically on the at the street level more guerrilla trafficking that is when um typically street pimps or traffickers they don't want to finesse the girl into it it's the it's the bottom rung of the uh, business ladder her life expectancy isn't very big they're not going to spend a lot of time money on her that's when they might just beat her down as as a matter of fact in street prostitution part of the business model is violence now at the middle class what i call the middle class online strip clubs um uh, brothels things like that they they don't like violence necessarily. So what will generally happen is the recruitment and grooming is very centered on whatever that vulnerability is. Now, I will tell you that I've worked with victims who were child victims of sexual impropriety, rape and molestation, and, and it will very often center around that in some way to manipulate them. Then they are led piece by piece, you know, the boiling frog, the, the, the story the, about yeah. the frog, you throw him in the hot water, he jumps out. So they're slowly turned on to, this is okay. So say, for instance, Gloria is my BFF. She's in this life. She's a prostitute. I'm not. I stay with her. She's bought me a new phone. She's taking care of me. Um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, let's say I'm 20 years old. I'm happy with her. I've never had such a great relationship. What, is it, what are the odds I'm going to judge her? For being a prostitute because we don't judge our friends right mm-hmm. we love them so i'm going to love her and then when i see all the wonderful benefits that she shows me because she's only going to show me the benefits she's going to train me how to do it for myself and empower me right gloria's going to say tanya i'm going to empower you to do this yourself you can it's all a mind game so the suggestion is made then that that there's uh this is an okay thing to do. Sure, you I can, do it. You I'm your party, friend, right? You can have a good right. time, uh, make some money. Your life yep. can, you know, okay. and often, you know, starting at a very young age, as we're hearing in the news. And so, you know, these are immature minds that mm-hmm. you're working with, right. so they're easily coerced. And let and me tell you, it's okay. our culture starts talking to our kids about sex the minute you take that baby out of the house. Some parents are like, I don't want to talk to my kids about it yet. Well, by the time they're five. I've seen recent research out of um, psychology journals for children that says by the age of five, some kids, up to 50% of kids in the United States have already seen porn. Yeah. So um, before the show, we were talking a little bit about some new state laws here in the state of Ohio, um, which which really, in in my opinion, say, hey, we've we've got a problem here and they know it. So tell us what some of the new laws are. All right. So we covered kind of the general definition. at the beginning of the show, I will tell you anyone under the age of 16 in Ohio cannot be in the sex industry. They can't trade. Somebody can't get money or housing or drugs or anything else 
from their work in this commercial sex industry, which is i.e. prostitution. Mm -hmm. If they're 16 to 17, we don't have to prove force, fraud, or coercion um, if the person who is trafficking them is in a position of authority, a parent, a teacher, something like that. Um, and anybody with a developmental d disability, regardless of their age, we don't have to prove force, fraud, or coercion. Okay, so um, what are our schools doing? Are, are we doing leading any educational? Well, we've got mandated training through the ORC for law enforcement officers through the Ohio Peace Officers Training Academy. And then school districts are required to incorporate human trafficking training content into safety and prevention training plans. Okay, and so that's new. Yeah, that's new. A lot of schools, I go into a lot of schools, I train their kids. Usually I go in during a teacher in service because they get continuing education units and I train all the teachers and then they're like, you got to train our kids. So I'll spend days and days just going in and training the kids. Um, but yeah, mo most administrators don't know this law yet. It, you know, it's a process. When we were talking about the uh, the vulnerable or the, the victims here, you mentioned how some people might be introduced to it. It might come through a best friend or a new best friend. Um, that person who is the, the best friend and may be part of this industry isn't necessarily the controller, could potentially be, but who are some of the controllers? You know, we might have a stereotype that it's the big bad guy down the end of the, the street here, or it's the person holed up in that hotel. You don't want to go down that neighborhood, that kind of a thing. But who are the controllers who are driving a lot of this Well, let me ask you activity? a question. Traffickers, that's just an, another way of saying pimp, Okay. When, if you go to the Halloween store and you want to be a pimp for Halloween, what are you buying? What's the costume look like? Nothing. Just regular clothing, right? N no. If you go oh, to no. the Halloween store oh, I don't and know. you buy a pimp outfit, you're buying crushed velvet, gold teeth, a cane, right? That is the stereotypical media image of usually an inner city black male. Is there truth to that? Yes. There's some truth to that. We do see statistically that black men do tend to be traffickers um, more often than white men in inner city urban areas where there's large demographic of black males. However, the Polaris Project is has put out data that says that the majority of traffickers in America are white middle class business owners who have who maybe own strip clubs, who own businesses with one or two degrees of separation from a sex industry job. So these guys live in the suburbs with their families, and guess where they're recruiting? Because the guys buying sex job. online, they want clean, young, not that, I mean, and, uh, and more urban girls, they're clean, they're young, but they're, they're a little more savvy. That's why we have street, mm -hmm. street crimes unit in Dayton PD, and they're amazing, right? You have them because everybody knows street crime in the urban city. Do we have a vice unit in Bellbrook? Right. Beaver Creek? That's why I said, I don't know what the costume would be, because it probably is people that... Yeah. Look normal, so right? that caricature is it's it's kind of they're poking the eye to us when they have the the players ball out in Vegas and it's a pimp. They bring their victims and we look at those women and we're like, girl, this is America. You're over the age of 18. You need to make better choices. But what the research shows us is that in almost every instance, they're child victims who were never rescued. They are hook, line, sinker, 100 percent psychologically in this life. And they don't believe they deserve better. Mm -hmm. So they've already internalized that this is their role that somebody. And else this is, is my life. Yeah. What What are some signs, though? If um, and this is a hard thing because we're we're not. You, you've mentioned some stereotypes, but it also sounds like there could be an awful lot of people here. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. A lot of people we're not seeing uh, as victims in this uh, in this situation. What would be some some signs, some more telling things that would indicate someone's in a traffic situation. Okay, what, they, what do you do if about? She's it? over the age of eighteen, and I say she. Of course, boys are trafficked. Um, though I've only ever worked with one, so I can't really speak locally on that issue. Um, but if she's over eighteen and she's addicted to anything that costs money, and she doesn't work, my number one question is, how you pay for it? How you pay for your heroin? How you paying for your meth? How you paying for it? And they'll get this look, and I'll know immediately. Or sometimes they say, well, my boyfriend, oh, really? What does he do for a living? And if they can't give a very direct answer, like he is the night manager of Speedway on First Street or whatever, and they start hemming and hawing, hawing and then I kind of know, okay, you know what? It's fine. I'm not judging you. I, I get it. Let's move on. So, so she doesn't have to lie to me because I make a promise to every woman that I help or I talk to, I will never lie to you. 
please don't lie to me. Now, a lot of them do because they, they're so full of shame. And I don't hold it against them. You just, you just move on. Um, I can't want it for them more than they want it for themselves. But when they're ready, it, it's, a great, it's a great thing. So that's one thing is if she's over 18 and she's addicted. Does she live in an apartment where there's a lot of different men coming and going from the apartment or, fr- or from the place where she's staying? Is if she's under, if she's over 18, it it's can kind of be hard because she's going to tell you, I'm nobody's victim. She's going to seem hard. Does she seem, um, is she seen with a lot of different men? Not just at her house, but maybe out in public. Um, things like that. Just, it, it's a case-by-case kind of thing. But what do what do people do in this situation? Let's say, you, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to say uh, that the average person maybe hearing this doesn't know, right? Right. Maybe sees all kinds of things that aren't as they would do it in a family. So different pathologies about how they even yell at their kids in, in public or or someone's eating in a restaurant at a, at a weird hour of night. You know, there's somebody who's got a 15-year-old and they're out at 2 in the morning. Um, what does somebody do in that situation? A lot of people want to say it's not my problem or I'm not going to butt in or I don't want to create problems. And, you know, what does someone do in that situation? Well, you absolutely don't approach them, right? If you suspect... Um, this is how awesome the sheriff's office is. Uh, Sheriff Plummer set up a 24-7 human trafficking hotline. You can call with your tips, with your suspicions, leave a tip. The hu- full-time human trafficking detective will investigate it. Just imagine when you're leaving the information that someone is describing the situation to you and you're blind. So you're going to want to get things that don't change. Height, do they have a car, what's their license plate, um, anything like that that she can follow up on. And you know what? If you're wrong, no harm, no foul nobody's rights are violated um this is america we have certain freedoms so the detective is just going to look for those key things that that seem to indicate hey this this could be a trafficking situation so someone seeing that on their own who has a suspicion is free to call absolutely and they can call anonymously um this the only way to combat this issue all of our protocols and people are in place from beginning to end the only way for it to work is if the public says, you know what, every time I see a prostitute, I'm going to call the hotline because I don't know if she's being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Talk a little bit here before we go to the next break, um, just briefly about uh, you mentioned post-traumatic stress and so forth. What happens over time to these victims and what happen- Can Can people go through recovery? Can people leave this life? Well, we are very blessed in the Miami Valley to have wonderful aftercare facilities. They, they invest in these ladies, and I would love when we come back from the break to talk about them more. But yes, it is usually a minimum couple-year, three-year process. It just depends how, on the individual, what their trauma is, and is it, is it, is it attached to another issue like drug addiction? Because they, then they're going to need kind of a dual treatment. And we have all that in place in the Miami Valley. So there's a, a lot to unbundle with, with these folks, but there are a lot of uh, programs and services Yes, in there's place. hope, and they do recover, and they do fabulous. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll give you some very important resources and some ways of uh, getting into this uh, easier and better than what you, what you might already know uh, when we come back. So stay with us. We're also going to uh, have a quick preview of some upcoming programs, and we have a special tribute for a dear friend when we come back. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi folks, it's me again and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now and with proper watering still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials and annuals because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, plats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of Rose of Sharon, Boxwoods, Hydrangeas, and Barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike, and remember we're open seven days. 
A buckeye in your pocket is lucky. Oh, why am I yelling? Because our new buckeyes are so lucky, this place is really buzzing. And with over 1,800 gaming machines, sometimes you need to speak up. So put a buckeye in your pocket and come see for yourself. We're just off I-75 at exit 29. Miami Valley Gaming, get ready to get lucky. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Are you looking to be a part of a world-class sales team? Then join us at MetLife 9797 Springboro Pike on Monday, July 30th from 1 to 7 p.m. for a hiring event. Interviews will be on-site, so bring your resume and a government-issued ID. As a MetLife sales consultant, you'll earn a competitive base salary in addition to monthly incentives plus generous benefits and a retirement plan. No cold calling required. We'll be making offers the same day. See you at MetLife on Monday, July 30th or visit us online at jobs.metlife.com. Tune in to Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on WHIO Radio. Hear Dr. Juan Fernandez from Full Life Chiropractic in Troy as he breaks down the tools needed to help you achieve your state of optimal health naturally. Saturdays beginning at 4. If your loved one is unable to take medications on their own, or if they're losing weight from not eating, it's time for memory care at Symphony at Centerville. Our unique in-the-moment program engages your loved one and offers compassionate interaction. Symphony at Centerville. Call 999-2020. For today, comfortable conditions at the surface remaining low with the humidity. A few clouds in the sky, but overall looking at a good amount of sunshine. 78 degrees for the high. Overnight tonight, we're dipping down to about 60 degrees for the low, partly cloudy and cool. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds and a slight chance for a shower storm popping up later in the day. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And that lady over there is Tanya Folks, who's the human trafficking liaison with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. She's been with us this morning talking about a, a very uh, important topic, a difficult topic, but one that uh, our, our local area here has uh, at least had the benefit of having uh, some resources ramped up to deal with this issue on a, on a number of different levels. We were going to talk about the recovery process here. Uh, you had some more to offer on that. Right. Um, so we have aftercare facilities. What that means is once um, a woman decides, okay, I'm done, it's over, um, she oftentimes needs to go through a lot of therapy and she may have a drug addiction. She may not. She needs a place to stay. She needs a job skill. She needs a GED, a driver's license, whatever she needs. We have two fantastic organizations that would encourage your listeners to look into online. One is safeharborhouse.org. Safe Harbor House is in Springfield, but they serve women all across the country. I have made many referrals to Safe Harbor House. They are um, <clears throat> always, always working, always working. They have 24-7 professional care. It is free, free, um, pretty much. They, If a woman can pay, they like her to be invested. I think they have a minimal fee a month, but typically they're there on what we call scholarship and that it's free. It's free to the community. Um, it's it's awesome. The second is Oasis House. Oasis House is o a little older. It's here in Dayton. They started by um, helping women in the strip clubs get out of stripping. And then it kind of obviously, as we learned more about trafficking, it morphed. They have a couple houses. They have a two-year program. Um, they are more for women who don't need that 24-7 intensive psychotherapy kinds of care um, and they are a great organization, Oasis for Women. And then if it's a crisis, our YWCA is awesome. Now, I've lived in a lot of places on prior military, and not every YWCA rocks it. Dayton YWCA is all over it. They have never turned us down when we've called them for a bed. They are amazing. They have caseworkers. I just can't say enough. If it's a male, they're St. Vincent de Paul. They also have caseworkers, and they can help the the male you know kind of find his feet okay so we've got safeharborhouse.org we've got the oasis house for women.org oh it's actually oasis for women.org for women.org okay we've got uh the ywca we've mm -hmm. got st vincent de paul 
Um, is there a hotline? Is there like a, a standard hotline that people have if, sure. if they suspect something? In Montgomery County, though, we'll, we take calls from all over the Miami Valley. Um, you can call the sheriff's 24 7 uh, Miami Valley Human Trafficking Hotline, and that number is simply 937 225 4357. 225-4357. And if, if somebody wanted to have you come and do a presentation, uh, how would they do that? How do they get Just in touch with you? Just shoot me an email. My last name is F-O-L-K-S and then T for Tanya at mcohiosheriff.org. Presentations are free. I come to you. There's a there's some media requirements. I show lots of pictures. Um, and I'd be happy to come out to any any group. Okay, well, that's terrific. We've tried to cover a lot of ground here today. We'd love to have you back. We'll talk more about the labor trafficking side of things when we get you back on the program again. Okay, great. So thanks, thanks for, for being having here. Me. Uh, coming up here on There is a Season in the next several weeks, we've got some great shows for you. We're going to be talking about some medical programs here, specifically dental implants. Are they right for you? What's new with the technology? Also, the grievance culture how every gripe is a cause, and how everything has become politicized. And also, we're going to welcome back Honor Flight. They're coming uh, August 11th. We're going to have those folks back here in the studio. It's been a few years. So looking forward to that. So uh, all of that is coming ahead. And finally today, just a quick note, because she would have wanted it that way. One of our earliest inspirations and sources of encouragement for this program was the couple Charles and Marianne. Charles died right around the time we started there as a season about seven years ago. His wife, Marianne, was, of course, heartbroken at the loss of her husband, but somehow managed to get through that transition with extraordinary courage and grace. She also had a great sense of humor and was nobody's fool ever. No, she wasn't. And uh, she was a fan of this program and was forever encouraging us to keep talking about change, aging, and the care of one another. We looked to her for insight as we charted a course for this program over the years, and particularly in the early going. Uh, Marianne passed away recently after a long illness, and it has left us here with heavy hearts. But it was her time, and we wanted to acknowledge her for her inspiration, her strength, and her friendship, and of course, her passion for life. A truly wonderful lady and a great friend. May she now rest and rejoice in peace with her Charles. And that'll do it for us. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'd like to remind you to take an extra moment to stop and care for someone in your life. Doesn't matter who it is. Could be someone you know, someone you haven't seen in a while. Could be a stranger. Just stop and do that little extra. It could make a world of difference to that person. And remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria. For our guest today, Tanya Folks. For our producer, Javon. And all those who make this show possible, a big thank you to you all. I'm Bob Wolf, and you've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 FM WHIO. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.